0: A few weeks ago in June I woke up to rains and it rained and it rained and it rained and then it rained. And all of a sudden some of the people in the southern part of West Virginia, right across the middle of that area, they were without homes. They were without a lot of their family members. They were without communities. And it's hard to go to some of these places that we remember and go to visit them and they're no longer there. The entire town is gone. And you've been so generous, and I appreciate your generosity. In the last month, you have given $150,000, over and above what you usually do, to see that uh, that work continues. That work is continuing. There are groups going out every weekend to help rebuild. And we still need people to rebuild, people to muck out houses. we got plenty of stuff. We got plenty of water, we got plenty of food, we got plenty of clothing. We're even, we got a warehouse now that we're filling up with furniture. And you've been so generous over and over and over again, but we just need hands. And all you have to do is give us a call and we'll put you in touch with one of our um, disaster relief centers. And I remember going to rain the first time and went down there when I came home and I almost had to, to burn my clothing just because of the smell. It was unbelievable. I remember not being able to get the mud off my car, and those of you who have worked in the coal fields know about that. I got my pressure washer out just to get the mud out from underneath my car as I drove through those areas. I went to places that I recognized but no longer exist. I went to the IGA to see if there's a way we could set up an account to people get food, and it's gone. I went to the bank to set up the account for the, the people could get money to, to buy things. It's gone. I went different places and finally I found the FEMA office and they told me how to get into First Baptist Church. I walked. I walked in mud. But when I got there, I found a bunch of people who had started a relief center and we were able to focus things there. That's what you're doing. That's what you do. When you give to the Mountain State Mission Offering, that's what you do when you give the One Great Hour Sharing. That's what you do because that's who you are. We are a light on the hill, and we need to be reminded that that light needs to shine bright. You are in a perfect place right now. It may not feel like a perfect place as you start looking for a pastor, but it gives you the opportunity to look at yourself and look at your church and say, who are we? Who are we really? Who are we? Are we a a light on the hill uh, or among many other lights? You know, it's a great time to see who you are. And it's very interesting as you do those church surveys, thank you for that. We ask churches to do that during an interim period. And many churches go, oh, we don't need to do that. We know who we are. And inevitably in six, eight, ten months they call us back and say, we're not making any progress. There's a way of doing this and we help you with it. That survey is very, very important, and you need to remember, we need to know what kind of light on a hill you really are and what you're willing to do. That's what this says. You are a light on the hill. You are in a defining moment in the history of your church, and it's very important to understand that. As a church, we're not just another human institution. We're not just a, another religious institution competing in a marketplace of ideas. We are not just a feel-good machinery for the spiritually impaired, but we have to anticipate being a conduit of relevant values, and those values are being, are being challenged all the time. I can't even f- keep up with the way we communicate media-wise. I don't know if I need a Facebook account, an iPad, a Twitter, an Instagram, a YouTube, or I just unplug everything. Good news with my computer is I haven't figured out how to turn it on yet. I've had one computer in the last 11 years in of my office. Rest. About every two years we have to buy new computers. I've had the same one but I've had three shredders. That tells you the way I handle mail. You know it's interesting we live in that time that we're just overwhelmed and so because we're overwhelmed what do we do? Nothing. We become paralyzed. This is not a time for you to be a paralyzed light to the world. This is a time for you to look at who you are and understand what you're trying to do. And the good news is you're moving in a positive direction. It is a delight to see this many people here this morning. Thank you. Thank you for coming to being a part of this. Thank you for having a great past. But let's move ahead to the future. Let's realize who we are now. Let's move ahead. The past has been built here. It's been great, and we've celebrated in a lot of different ways. And I sit down front and kind of giggle through everything because I still see things the way they were and now see things how they're going to be. It's amazing to me that you still do certain things. It's amazing to me to see Julie Hill still running around. You know, she's at the keyboard, and she's down to the piano. She's a keyboard anyway. She always reminded me of playing whack-a-mole. Have you ever played whack-a-mole? Anybody got a bat? I was just one time, just blew anyway. You yeah, know, just, you never know where she's going to be. But you do know she's going to be there, and that's important. Those things are important to us. We celebrate the past, but we've got to move ahead. We've got to move ahead with the future. And the future is going to be very, very different. That's the only thing we can say about the future. It's going to be different. That's all we can say in our lives, that we're going to be different as well. It's kind of interesting to explore this particular scripture because in the light of it, just before it says, you are the salt of the earth. And what does that mean? And then afterwards, it talks about taking a light and and putting it on a lampstand under a bowl so people don't see it. And then it says, you have to let your light shine. When you let your light shine, you know God honors that. God honors the things you've done in the past. And the things you're doing today is going to echo in all of eternity. The things you do now are going to be heard about in heaven. The things you do now is a a destiny you have as you're a part of this community of faith. Doing all kinds of different things for the kingdom. It's not what you do on Sunday. It's what you do the rest of the week. It's what you do with the rest of your life that really counts. And we need to understand that and celebrate it today because those things are important. I love reading books. And uh, I love people's names. Recently, I I, I read a book called The Great Emergency. And it was written by, uh, you'll love this, Phyllis Tickle. Don't you love that? I just picked the book up because her name was Phyllis Tickle. You know, And I started reading it and she says every 500 years the church has to have a rummage sale. The changes in the world have been so significant that the traditions so long held by the church no longer enable people to keep their faith and they're no longer meaningful. And she believes that we're living in one of those times. She goes ahead and cites history for that. She said the 500 years uh, Uh, ago we had the Reformation, 500 years before that we had the split between the Eastern and Western Christianity, 500 years before that we had the development of the monastic order, against the Roman Empire. 500 years before that, we had the emergence of Christianity and the synagogues within Judaism and the temple being destroyed. 500 years before that, it was the exile and return. 500 years before that, it was a common understanding of the ways and looking at the world that was out of sync of reality and common ground. It had all disappeared. And she's saying today... We live in a time that we're out of sync with reality and the common ground that we each have. And that all of us have to look at our situation and understand to a greater and lesser degree that we're being reconfigured. And we're being reconfigured for kingdom work and kingdom's sake. One of the challenges we always have is looking at who we are as Baptists. Baptists are really good at getting people saved. Amen? Amen. Yeah, I love seeing people saved. Man, I love them when they come down the aisle and they're bawling and the snot's flying and people are hugging and loving each other. that, That just makes my day, you know, to see that. The problem is not bringing people to Jesus. The problem is that they get away from us. We open the front door of the church and before long they've gone out the back door. We haven't seen them in six or eight months. Oh, yeah, old so-and-so used to go to that church. Where are they? We have to build up a discipleship plan that shuts that back door. Lisa Simmons does that for us and doing a great job. We're shutting the back door. We're keeping people. We're keeping them engaged because all of us here have a ministry. Maybe we should stop right now and ask you what your ministry is. Until we discover that ministry, we lose people out the back door of the church. They think this is a spectator sport, and it's not. This is not the game. This is just the huddle. The game starts when you walk out that door. You walk out that door into a world that's lost and dying and looking for hope. And the hope we have is for you to be the light on the hill. People are looking for that light. And if they don't see it, they'll go to find other ways to fulfill themselves. It's important then that when we read this scripture, you are the light of the world and you're a city built on a hill, you can't be hid. People know what's going on. It's so very important to understand that and to realize the smile on your face and the joy in your heart are so important. I learned a lot of lessons in Parkersburg. Parkersburg is an interesting place to, uh, to learn lessons. One of the things I've learned is when you go to work in the morning, you may not be able to leave the same way in the afternoon because they are notorious for closing streets. And so you look outside and says street closed. Believe it, they dig a great big hole because for some reason, the water department found a place they hadn't dug in five or six years. So they just dig up a hole. So we have to do that. So I have to go around different ways. And I get to go across the, the Belpre Bridge. And uh, you know you, that, that was a dime, <clears throat> now it's a quarter. And, uh, and, and I always like going across the bridge because I get to see a lot of retired ministers taking up the toll, and they're always standing there, so we have conversation until the person behind me blows the horn, and then I just pay for them too. But if you really want to know what's going on, you ask the Belpre Bridge collector. He'll tell you, and he'll know. And it's important that the words out there about people doing good things for folks And the words out there, if your church in that community is serving people, the words out there, if you're standing up for Jesus, the words out there, if you're really making a difference in the community, the words out there, the churches that are in trouble and the churches that are closing and the pastors are moving, the words out there, and I'm sure there's a place in this community that's the same way. Now, it used to be the ritzy lunch. Boy, I miss those hot dogs. They were good, weren't they? And I always knew, well, my wife always knew if I'd been there because my clothes smelled like it. And uh, Anyway, that's just that point. But I found information was there. And I found in Parkersburg's information there. You need to find out where information is in this community and ask them what they think about Clarksburg Baptist Church. Because they'll tell you. And then you'll know what your mission really is. That's being a light on a hill. That's, that's important to us. Now, it's interesting if you go on and continue following Phyllis's book, she said, that's bad news, but there's good news. The good news is each time we go through one of these garage sales, we, she believes that we're going through right now, three things happen. There's a new vital form of Christianity that emerges. The traditional expression of Christianity has been, has been dominated, is reconstructed into something pure and better. And finally, the faith is spread to new geographic and demographic areas in your community. All of that is so very, very true. Do you know by the year 2020 to 2030, you know what the biggest Christian nation in the world is going to be? Any guesses? China. That'll be the biggest Christian nation in the world. Even under the oppression, it kept right on growing. Even during the times that the government looked not very fondly upon Christianity, it kept on growing. If you pick up many of your Bibles and turn to the flea- fly leaf, maybe a flea leaf, but turn to a fly leaf, you'll find that Bible was probably printed in China. It'll be the largest Christian nation because nothing stopped them from being the light on the hill. People still saw the light and flocked to it. We need to take that to heart. Yeah, these are difficult times, but we need to realize we're the light on the hill. And the question then we have to ask is who are we? As a church, are we just a feel-good machinery of the world, or are we making a difference? Are we going to make a lasting and relevant rather, impact and change v- values then make sure we understand who we are. This generation needs to respond to that light, and we need to realize who we are. You need to realize who you are, not only through this time of change, but also for the years ahead. Let me suggest some things. Who are we? I think we have to respond with clarity and conviction and courage and we have to respond just what the scripture says. First of all, we are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill. We are a people of the word. We are salt and light. We are prophetic and not pathetic. We are disciples, witnesses, and Christ followers. We are apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. We are the children of the cross. We are the fruit of the empty team. We are a product of the empty upper room. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We are the sheep of his pastor. We are forgiven, free, and favored. We are called and chosen. We are warriors and worshipers. We are changers and history makers. We are the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us amen let us pray father god thank you for this opportunity of worship thank you for the baptism we're about to share in thank you for this day because we want to be your people and we want to make a difference in this world we are a light let us learn to shine brightly in christ's name amen